Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Bethany Saltman, Sarah Menkidik, and Kelsey Patel. In each of these authors' audiobooks, they guide listeners through tricky life moments, whether it's the anxiety of new motherhood or struggling with personal burnout. Discover what each woman learned about herself in their respective recording sessions, and hear which author listens to audiobooks to help her get through 10-mile runs. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Bethany Saltman, and I'm the author of the new book, Strange Situation, A Mother's Journey into the Science of Attachment. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, (laughs) the word would be, it's a phrase, loud stomach sounds. (laughs) I've learned a lot about myself in recording an audiobook. I've learned just how much stomach sound I have (laughs) and how I make noise before I drink and after I drink. So that's been something. Is there a word or phrase that you realized you didn't know how to pronounce? Yes, there certainly is. It is monotropy. Is that right? I think that's right. I had been thinking of it as monotropy, which I knew was horrible. It's a really, really important word that describes how attachment works between one child and one preferred caregiver. And it's an important word, and I had been mispronouncing it in my mind for a very long time. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Holly Hunter because The Piano is my favorite movie in the whole wide world and because it would somehow make me feel close to Jane Campion. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was... I'm going to rephrase that. This wasn't the last audiobook that I listened to, but I'm completely imprinted with Stockard Channing reading the Ramona the Pest series that my daughter Azalea listened to at least a thousand times between the ages of like three and ten. And I think that is the greatest audiobook of all time. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is the car. And I love listening to audiobooks while I cook. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Well, Dr. Sears says that attachment is an intuitive system. The technical term is a set-goal behavioral system. And, as I have come to understand, we all have it, not especially mothers. Caregiving, attachment, sexuality, affiliation, fear— These are called set-goal behavioral systems. We are all equipped with these whole body-mind organizations that kick in when needed to work tirelessly until they reach their goal. Hi, this is Sarah Minkidik, author of Ordinary Insanity, Fear and the Silent Crisis of Motherhood in America. 
I wrote my book because I suffered from very debilitating anxiety in my pregnancy and postpartum, and I really wanted to explore where my own experience had come from and what it meant for my life and what it meant for my motherhood. And then I started talking to other women about their experiences, and I was shocked to find anxiety everywhere. And it seemed that this was a really central part of the experience of American motherhood that wasn't being explored yet. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be emotional. It was very powerful for me to relive not only my own story, but the stories of these other women who I spoke to for the book. I remembered all these late nights, some of them sitting in my car, which was the only quiet place around my house, and listening to their stories of birth and their struggles. Sometimes I was crying on the phone with them. So reliving those moments was incredibly powerful. And I remembered how meaningful women's stories are and how healing and transformative it can be just to share those stories. I realized I had trouble pronouncing salves, which is a word that's spelled S-A-L-V-E-S, but the L is apparently silent, not a word that we use all the time. But this gave me a lot of empathy for my husband, who is not a native English speaker, about just how weird and confusing English can be. I'm proud that I was able to tell these women's stories in what I hope is a very emotional and moving way, and I hope I was able to honor them in their intensity as they were shared with me. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Elizabeth Gilbert. I think Elizabeth Gilbert has a great voice that's this like wonderful combination of being really intimate and warm and also kind of raw and rough and gritty, so I would choose her. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert because it was very intimate and funny and warm. Yeah, it was the perfect thing to listen to with that particular intimacy unique to audiobooks. I love listening to audiobooks while I go on long runs. So I run marathons, and on the weekends, I go on like 10, 15, sometimes 18-mile runs, and my husband thinks I'm insane. But I love that time where I can just sort of check out and be in the woods off the grid. And I love listening to audiobooks because I can really just get into that zone, this sort of meditative zone. And they distract me from the pain after a certain number of miles. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Only one person warned me about what my life might look like after giving birth. Carlos, or Charlie as everybody called him, had the build and the face of an old tugboat. He wore little pageboy caps and often smoked a pipe. Charlie, with his artiste mustache curled up at the ends, was the type to quote Borges on the street at 7 a.m. when you ran into him hungover. Years after my husband Jorge and I left Oaxaca, where we'd first met Charlie, he married and had a daughter. When we returned for a visit a few months into my pregnancy, we bumped into him at a cafe. He offered congratulations. Then he told us, you'll go into some really dark places. Seriously, you'll have to confront the darkest parts of yourself. 
My name is Kelsey Patel, and the title of my book is Burning Bright. This book came, as I'm sure for many authors as well, a labor of love of my own life experiences and really recognizing that over the last decade and almost 40 years of life on this earth, I didn't have access to a lot of this information, and it took me a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of years to finally start to bring all of these different concepts and practices into my life. And I wrote this book. Honestly, I don't even feel like I wrote it. It just flowed out of me through something greater than me. And the book came really just as a tool and a resource for people probably like me back then who have pain or burnout or anxiety or fear or they suffer in any kind of way. And the book is meant to be a gift, hopefully an ally to them in the human journey so that they know they can get through all of it and that perhaps they don't need to suffer in the same way that they've believed or been taught that they need to suffer in this journey. If I had to describe the book recording process in one word, I would say challenging. This has been a very incredible learning experience for me. I have such a deep, new, profound respect for all different types of authors and creatives and musicians and actors who do voiceovers. It is a very physically demanding process. I'm so happy and grateful that I get to do it and read my own book, but it just has given me a whole new level of respect, not just for the artists that are in the studio, but for the whole team that it takes to create these audiobooks from the directors, the producers, the engineers, the editors, like it's amazing. So I hope people who do listen to audiobooks know that there's a lot of love and a lot of work put into these books. The words that I do not know how to pronounce that I learned recording this book are probably, I'm going to say them wrong again, are the words vag and plague. And that is my North Dakota accent that still shines through 20 plus years later after moving out of North Dakota. And the right pronunciations, which I cannot get for the life of me, are, I'm going to try this again, vague and plague. With my narration, I'm the most proud of my ability to perform and ability to persevere. I'm actually really proud of myself. I've heard stories about authors who get a cold or manifest some kind of physical ailment in the process, and this is the first time I've done it, and I made a very, very committed intention to being able to show up fully to this process and experience. So I missed out on my sister-in-law's 50th birthday party and another friend's big birthday party and a 40th birthday party, a bunch of stuff that was taking place the weekend before. And that's just part of the commitment, I believe, in 
being an author and a creative and following through on your journey. What I'm the most excited for listeners to hear in this book is the distance Reiki healing and the meditations that are part of all the ritual practices that are in the book before every recording. And while I wrote the book, I was infusing the book with Reiki healing. So in an audiobook, I turned on distance Reiki healing and I think the listeners are really going to feel it and receive it, especially with the bonus that only audio listeners get, which is a rest and repair meditation. The person I would dream to narrate this book would be, gosh, I don't know if it's a name, so much as an energy. Like I think of the energy of the Dalai Lama or the energy of Jesus Christ or the energy of Mother Teresa. Not at all because I'm putting myself in the same category of those guys, but because the whole book, I want people to feel the love and the healing energy that has been infused into every version of it. And so whoever would narrate the book, I would want them to have a very healing, loving, energy-infused, supportive vibe. So that would be the person I would have read. I also think it would be hilarious for my little girl, little Kelsey, who's like eight or 10 years old to read this book. <laughs> I'd, I'd be very curious what she has to say about it. We drive a lot living in Los Angeles, but because of my work, I travel a lot to teach and do retreats and other classes. So I have a lot of time on planes and I don't always love looking at screens or movies or my computer. So that has been an amazing place to listen to audiobooks for me. And now, listen to a clip from the audiobook. What I know now is there is a path out of pain, anxiety, burnout, fear, grief, sadness, and that feeling of complete overwhelm. When I was experiencing the peak of my back pain, I had no idea that repressed emotions and the stress they cause could manifest as physical pain. I had no idea that my pain could have had anything to do with my exhaustion and burnout, my desperate need for change, my endless list of to-dos, and my feeling that nothing in my life would ever change. I remember complaining about my back to my father, a physical therapist, and he said, maybe it's stress. I'd never heard of stress causing pain. I thought everybody had stress. But obviously not everybody had back pain so severe they sometimes questioned whether they could go on living. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.